0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I am your host, Liz Fernandez, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you all of the tea on what it's been like to run my coaching business from Europe, and more specifically here from Madrid. I'm recording this episode live from the Airbnb where I am staying at. And I am just so excited to be sharing this behind the scenes. So many of you have been requesting that I share with you what my process was like, how I decided right to land my stay here after traveling a whole month all over Europe. And so I hope that this episode is going to give you an insight into what you can create for yourself when you decide to start your coaching business, when you grow your business To the place where you feel comfortable in taking your life fully remote, if that is something that you aspire to do in the near future. And so, before we dive into today's episode, I really wanna invite you to make sure that if you resonate with my work and you really love this show, I wanna invite you to share the show. With a loved one, with the prima, with the cousin, with anyone that you know might benefit from listening. When you share the show, our community grows and we're going on almost soon to be 15K downloads. And we wanna continue to go into the homes of other Latina CEOs so that they can find us as well. Even though they might not see themselves as CEOs yet, I wanna make sure that they find this show so that they can find the resources they need to finally get their business started or for them to add coaching into their work as therapists, if they're in the mental health field. And so no matter where you are, share this episode with anybody that you know from your community. And if you're not following us on Instagram, if you're not in that little corner of the internet, I want to invite you to follow us. We are on all the different platforms. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn. You can find me as @lifewithliz on Instagram and TikTok. And we're gonna be posting so much more content on there in the weeks to come and a lot of the snippets of behind the scenes and me recording myself live on video um, from these episodes that we are putting out and and putting live for you. And so make sure that you share this episode, this show with anybody that you know might benefit. And also make sure that if you haven't left a review that you go ahead and leave a review so that we know how we can continue to support you and see how this show is impacting you and your life in general. And so before we dive into the episode, that is something that I wanted to share with you. And I also want to invite you that if you know that if you have been wanting to work with me, I want to invite you to book a consultation call with me. I'm now accepting clients for this fall for one-on-one coaching. And so head over to the link in the show notes so that you can make sure that you are either booking a call to work with me so that we can get the conversation going or that you also sign up for my newsletter and email list family. I have an email list called from therapist to coach and insert whatever background you have there to coach, right? And I send weekly emails and opportunities for you to work with me, resources, tools, uh, motivation, and all of the things that you could possibly need to finally start your coaching business so that you can become a nine to five optional. If that is a path that you want to create for yourself and more than anything for you to create, literally for you to create the freedom of choice as a Latina CEO. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. It is going to be a Q&A style format, so I'm so excited to be sharing all of the behind the scenes with y'all. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Never in a million years did I ever imagine that I would be traveling all of Europe this summer and that I would get to call Madrid home for a month on top of taking a whole month of vacation literally off of my coaching business. And today I'm going to be sharing with you what that process was like, what were some of the thoughts that came up to my mind and I'm going to be answering your questions. I went ahead and put a poll on Instagram with questions for you to ask me and so many of you came through with a whole lot of questions that I'm so excited to share with you and really answer for you because the one thing that I want is for you all to realize that starting a coaching business is so possible for you. And it also more than anything gives you an abundance of possibilities for what is possible and for what you can create in your life far beyond the monetary results that you can create. And so just sitting with the idea that I'm an eldest daughter of immigrants, y'all, I am a walking miracle. I was born to have all odds against me and even then, even when I grew up with domestic violence, I had a very little resources, I literally did not even have a home to live at to call my own, I, no matter my background, was able to create this and it is literally what is available to you when you decide to start your coaching business. And so I've had so many pinch me moments this whole entire trip. I feel very humbled and I feel very blessed that I've been able to create this as a reality. And thanks to me deciding that I wanted to create a business where I could take a month off without asking anyone for permission is now that I'm opening up my worldview to what really is possible for an eldest daughter of immigrants that runs her own coaching company no matter where you are right and a lot of the times and i'll get into the question soon but i actually had a conversation with one of my one of my private clients this week where we talked a lot about her relationship to entrepreneurship and how she had grown up with her family members being entrepreneurs. However, she had developed this negative association with what entrepreneurship meant for her family, especially given that the type of entrepreneurship that her family did was clean houses or have uh, different businesses that really relied on making sure that you were giving amazing service to potential clients And so a lot of her family created this narrative and this story and this belief around entrepreneurship is our last option, right? And so for a while, she held on to this idea that entrepreneurship was full of scarcity, that you weren't really your own boss, even though you thought you were, because the reality is that if a client decided not to work with you anymore, then you were really relying on that client for you to continue making money in your business right and this is an example of some of her family members that you know work in in the cleaning um in cleaning homes and so i coached her through this process of really redefining what entrepreneurship looked like for her and if you've been listening to the show for a while now i have an a previous episode i forget the the number of the episode but in that episode i talk a lot about how Being an eldest daughter of immigrants and identifying as an eldest daughter of immigrants or just daughter of immigrants in general innately makes you a CEO. Reason being, because entrepreneurship runs in our blood, right? And so, with that, there are things that we can take and there are things we can choose not to take. For example, for many of us, we have a lot of family members that are entrepreneurs till this day or that were yet for them, it was a form of survival. And so for you, if you have been sitting with the idea and you're thinking, well, I do have entrepreneurship entrepreneurs in my family and it does run in my blood, but they haven't been quite as successful. And I'm afraid of starting because what if my business isn't sustainable, right? I want to just offer that we are living in a completely different time now. And our reality is very different. They started entrepreneurship for a form of survival. You are starting because you want to follow your life's purpose, which is very, very different, right? And it's what I shared with her in our coaching call this week, where I let her know that we are redefining what entrepreneurship looks like in our lineage. We are redefining that. And so You don't have to be scared of sustaining your business because you are fully in control of creating a business that's going to support you in so many different areas of your life, not just financially. And so you might be asking yourself, okay, Liz, what does all of this have to do with the fact that you are literally running your coaching business from Madrid and in Europe? How the heck did you make that possible? And what does this have to do with anything, right? Here's what I want you to know. When I decided to take this month off, I didn't have to ask anybody for permission. I wasn't afraid that clients weren't going to come. I wasn't seeing the lack there of clients or clients lack thereof. I wasn't seeing that as, oh my God, I'm losing money. Not at all because I created a plan to take this time off and I was still getting paid even though I wasn't delivering a service in that moment. And I'll break it down for you. But really what I really want you to take from this episode as I dive into answering your questions is that you can create a business where the normal becomes literally taking a whole summer off vacation to spend time with your family. You can create a whole business where you are working in your business months at a time. It doesn't have to look like working 24-7 because you decided to be an entrepreneur In this episode, I'm going to highlight that and how I've been able to create that reality for myself. And this this year, I took one month off. You best believe next year, I'm taking the whole entire summer off. That is why this whole trip has been extremely expansive for my identity, for the possibilities, for taking freedom of choice to a whole nother freaking level. And so this is what I want every single one of my clients to experience. No matter where you are, no matter what your educational background is, no matter where you are, I want you to leverage the skills that you already possess, that you have worked endlessly to create so that you can create something for yourself, so that you can create freedom of choice. And this is not to say you have to leave your nine to five. Not at all. This just means you're creating options and you have a choice. You can freaking love your career so, so much and want more. And you can create a coaching business in a very little, little amount of time a week. And so my clients literally tell me every single time we are meeting, they remind me that they wish they would have started sooner. And I don't want you to keep sitting on what is available to you right now, just because you are doubting and questioning whether you should book a call and ask the questions to see if. Coaching is for you, and so without further ado, let's dive into the questions that you all had for me. And this is going to be like a speed round episode of the Q and A because I want to make sure I answer all your questions. And so the first question that you all asked me was, "Why did I choose Madrid as my new home?" To be honest, I didn't have a plan for where I was going to be at in Europe. I knew that I was going to come. Initially, the reason why we, my partner and I, Decided to consider going to Europe was because he's actually in the process of finishing his second master's program in sports psychology. He is a running coach for anyone that wants to um, run their first race, marathon, 5K, 10K, or even just start running and create that identity for yourself. So he is an Ironman himself and he's run a lot of different um, marathons. He's a black belt and all the things, right? super sports athlete, all the things. And he supports you from a psychology perspective and also from a, a wide variety of experience that he has. And so he's finishing his second master's program that is located here in here in Spain. It's located in Barcelona. And so initially he was going to have to do some sort of practicum and dates ended up shifting. And we decided why not just take our businesses there And so during this time, he decided to go full time into his uh, coaching business and we decided to bring our businesses abroad. And so that was initially what made us kind of get curious about what would it look like to live in Madrid, live in Barcelona. And so we played with the idea, but we didn't necessarily have a very detailed plan of where we were going to be in Europe because it was both of our times coming to Europe for the first time. He had never visited. I had never visited. And so it has been such a magical experience. What ended up happening was that we decided on Barcelona for a first week. And then we decided, you know what? Let's stay a week in each place. We stayed a week in Barcelona. We stayed a week in Italy. So we split our time between Rome and Florence. And then we stayed another week in Paris. And that was so freaking magical. And the whole purpose of it was, okay, whatever place we fall in love with, we will stay there. And so then we decided, let's try out Madrid, right? We were finally looking after all the trains and flights. We were looking for a little bit of consistency in terms of getting grounded. The month was coming to an end of my vacation time that I had planned for. And so we decided that Madrid was a very beautiful city that we could just feel like locals in. And so that is what brought us to Madrid. And it has been an absolutely incredible choice because there. Literally, there's no people here. And I'll type into that. Like, people here in Spain take their vacation time very freaking seriously. And there is no way they are going to literally not take a vacation. And so everything's closed for the most part. Very basic things are open. Everybody, literally, you walk into a store and they will tell you, Felices vacaciones. We will see you in September, right? And it's just made me realize so much how how cheated we've been in the US, to be honest, right? Because we could not even dream of those possibilities in the United States, right? So it's just opened up my perspective into what life could really look like. The quality of life you can give yourself is so different when you have time to tend to yourself, to be, to exist without feeling like you have to feel guilty for taking this time off. And so I'm going on a rant now, but that is how we ended up here in Madrid. The next question that y'all asked was, what are the biggest differences from living in the U.S.? There are so many differences, starting off with the fact that, again, they take so much vacation time here. So many funny things have happened where the culture shock has been real. Like, y'all, it is legit a ghost town here. Like, I have been hunting for a coffee shop. Like, the first week, two weeks was okay, but the whole month of August, like, they are out and about where, I don't know, they actually leave the city. They're not, like, staycationing. Like, they legit go. That's been one major culture shock. They also drink a lot, so the drinking culture, alcohol culture here is very normalized. You will see una abuelita, abuelito, like, a mom, like, with her friends, with a newborn, chilling at 10 p.m., Like at a bar, right? Like there's a lot of wine that's so amazing and so delicious, and it is literally like so cheap. It's like one euro, which is like the equivalent of two dollars, which is insane. And so that has been a huge culture shock. Also, it has been super interesting to see just like the how you carry yourself in a restaurant, right? Like as Americans or someone that grew up in the US, like. You would think we're not that rushed, right, to get to places. We're pretty chill in California, but here they take it to a whole new level. And so there's so many funny things that I'm sure I'll leave for another episode that really brought up a lot of different um, just moments of shock when it came to the culture. But it's been so incredible to just expose myself to a different way of life all that to say that they make it pretty freaking hard for you to want to work while you're here long term. If I were to be staying here for longer, I definitely would have to really hone into my routine of being motivated and working because life here is very chill. And then you add the nine hour difference. It's huge. So those are some of the biggest differences, but there are so many like this episode's not not long enough for me to cover them. Another question that I received was, is it expensive here and how did I prepare financially? The cost of living is not expensive. It is actually so much more affordable than it is in the United States. And of course, um, I'm sure that the wages and salaries that they offer here could look very different from the US. But to be honest, like the cost of living is so affordable, like an apartment, the apartment that we have is fully equipped um, perfectly for working remote. and. I believe it was like 15, 1500 euros, right? So for a one bedroom, one bathroom with a lavadora, secadora and Wi-Fi and everything in a very nice area, it was incredible. And so financially, honestly, I didn't necessarily have to create a plan because I don't have a contract for an apartment that I'm paying in Mexico city currently or anything like that. And so I just budgeted in as like my monthly rent. And that was pretty much it, right? I think sometimes we hold ourselves off from making certain moves because our brain makes it seem like it's gonna be so much more expensive than we than we expect it. And we don't necessarily look at the reward of what's on the other side of actually making that move, right? So actually didn't require much financial planning on our terms. So if you have any other questions around that, you can always DM me on Instagram, and I'm happy to walk you through that process. The next question that we have is, how did I get used to the time change? And if my body felt the changes, absolutely it did. It took me a good five days to get used to the time difference and TMI, but my cycle shifted from the jet lag. Like my days were a little bit off in my cycle. And so I was like, what the heck is happening with my body? My body definitely felt the changes now after like a week being here, it kind of adjusted, but I'm kind of preparing mentally preparing myself for when I go back to the, to the U S later this year and all the travel that I have coming forward due to like Hispanic heritage month and all of that for conferences and speaking engagements. I can anticipate that the jet, like going backwards is going to be intense because I'm going back in time. The next question that I received was what were some of the things my family thought or said about moving to Europe? Oh my gosh, I have so many, so many things. But to keep it short, y'all, it was a little rough. For those of you that follow the show and hear the show every Tuesday when episodes are released, I did share that it had been a little interesting and quite difficult to um, navigate uh, being in, in back at my mom's house. Of course, I heard the comments of like, porque vas a ir, like no gastes tanto dinero, like que necesidad, porque te tienes que estar mueve y mueve, like I definitely heard all of the scarcity and all of these thoughts, que no hay dinero, right? That there's like no work, like you should be saving your money. And of course, like just family expectations. But I think I've come to a point that starting my business really allowed me to give myself permission to... Tune the noise out. Like, I've become so good at that that in those moments, it does get under my skin, but I just have to continue to set the boundaries with my mom and like with family members, right? Of like, I hear you. I would just appreciate your support. Like, you're not being helpful right now. And so that is something that I continue to practice and it just helps me be a better coach too, right? Because I literally live and breathe the experiences that my clients experience and their biggest fears when family just has a lot of thoughts about the things you do um, when you're taking an unconventional path. And so that is a whole nother episode that I could create just on the thoughts my family had around me coming to Europe. They of course thought that it was a luxury and it was a necessary. The next question that you all asked me was, what are some of the obstacles that you have faced while living in a different country? I will have to say that Traveling Europe has been a blast, but I we definitely got on a wrong train once. We ended up going down south instead of up north when we were supposed to go up north to Italy. All that to say that it's just been a very, it's been such an interesting process. And I've just really embraced getting lost and not having a plan and doing everything last minute in terms of our travel. And it just keeps me young, to be honest. Like, I think one of the biggest obstacles is the language barriers, right? I don't speak Italian. um, And so that's also something that influenced our decision to come to Madrid because we speak Spanish and we're fluent. So that really helped. And the next questions that I have before we wrap up today's episode are actually not necessarily Madrid related, but they're business related. And so I'm going to answer them anyway. One of the questions was, what was your niche when you started your coaching business? and did it change over time. My niche when I started was very different from what I do now in in some way, shape, or form. When I started my business, I started my business as being a general life coach for Latinas, first-gen Latinas that wanted to explore their options outside of basically undergrad. So that post-grad life is what I focused on. And so through that, I realized that so many of my Clients that I was serving at the time really actually wanted to create options for themselves. And that is how I decided to become a business coach for coaches and therapists, for them to start their coaching businesses, to really support them in leveraging their skill set to become nine to five optional. So, long story short, yes, my niche has evolved. I've gone from being a life coach to a life and mindset coach to a mindset and business coach to a business and mindset coach, and now to a business and a business coach for coaches and therapists. And so the truth is that your niche will evolve, right? And that just means you're getting clear and clear and clear on what your life's purpose is supposed to be. So if you're experiencing any kind of shame over that, I want to just offer that it is so valid for your niche to change. And lastly, the last question that I have for us today is how did I stay consistent? And if I have a team, if so, how did I hire this team? This is such a good question. And again, I think that I'm going to be recording another episode where I open up about how I prepared my business for the month that I was going to take off. Currently, I do have a team. My team consists of one person, which is my podcast manager who supports me in bringing these episodes to you week by week. She is incredible and I love the work that she does. She makes it possible for me to continue bringing these episodes to you and continue to spread my reach and the work that I do on my life's purpose. And so she supports me with the editing, the uploading of the of the episodes, and any promotional work that I put out there for the podcast. And so that's pretty much all of what I had support with during my time off. My clients had a month to implement coaching that I offered for them and a summer challenge, which was super fun. I will create another episode on Just the results that came from that whole entire experience for them from the summer of simple challenge that I gave them. It was incredible. One of my clients actually created over $10,900 just from the work she's been doing over the last four months in Align Coaching, my group, my signature group program. And so if you're not on the wait list for that yet, you want to make sure that you stay tuned because And you're part of my email list because enrollment will be opening up for that soon if you're interested in starting your coaching business and a group community. All of that to say that that's the only current team member I have. And I am in the process of hiring an OBM, which is an online business manager. And so we're in the works for that. I have a potential candidate that I'm so excited to hopefully be onboarding soon. And that is pretty much my team. I pretty much do it all. And that is something that I. I'm really grateful for. I learned how to really do a lot of the things in my business and keeping it super, super simple so that I could create a business where I could take all of this time off and not have to like lose sleep over it. So, that is the last question. I will definitely record another episode um, where we have more time to unpack like how I prepared my business on the back end and how I hire especially because uh, my hires are always super intentional and I want to make sure that they are supporting the business and bringing more revenue and also supporting me expand my reach and continue to grow the coaching programs that I do have. And so we're changing lives from all angles. That is the episode that I had for you all today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you took so much away from it, share it with me, let me know, DM me on Instagram. Don't be shy. I love hearing from you guys. And I just love all the questions that you all ask. Thank you so much for taking the time to ask these questions. I don't take it lightly and I will see you in the next episode. If you know that you want me to be your coach, head over to the show notes and apply to work with me via the link in the show notes. Schedule that call. Let's get your question answered. My only goal is that you walk away from that call with so much more clarity and direction over what you want your next steps to be in either your career or in your life. And I'm excited to support you on your journey. So I'll see you in the next episode. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at lifewithliz, that is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí, and I'll see you in the next episode.